Hope. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. I, I have my nose up Neil's ass. You've seen the trial on CNN. Now, the TV movie America's been waiting for. Ralph and Alice Cramden star as John and Lorena Bobbitt in Love Hurts. I'm warning you, John. Don't push me too far. <laughs> That's a laugh, Lorena. I'm the king in this castle. The K-I-N-G king. <laughs> I'm the one with the penis in this house. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm tired of talking. I had a hard day driving a bus. Now I'm going to take a nap, and I don't want to be disturbed. What was that? Oh, she cut my penis off! Hey, Johnny boy, what's all the screaming in here? Oh, help me, Norton. She cut it off! Uh, cut you off from sex again, huh? I don't have anything to have sex with! You gotta get me to a hospital. Any hospital, hurry! Hey, Johnny boy, looking for you, that animal clinic was right down the street. Ah, uh, so you think I'm lucky, huh? You think I'm lucky, do you? Well, take a look at this, Norton. What's wrong with that? I think that elephant's trunk looks kind of cute down there. Oh, you do, huh? Hand me that Playboy. Hey, Johnny boy, want a peanut? John Wayne Bobbitt, whose 1993 maiming at the hands of his then-wife made him famous, was arrested last night on a battery domestic violence charge. Bobbitt gained notoriety as a victim of a domestic attack in which his penis was cut off. All right. He was transported to the Las Vegas City Jail after police responded to a 9-11 call from a woman staying at his home. The reporting party was a woman who called us and was then disconnected, Sergeant Christopher Darcy of the Vegas Metropolitan Police Department told CNN. We called back and determined a domestic disturbance was underway. The woman indicated she'd been thrown to the ground and sustained a broken tailbone and finger, he said. Bobbitt was arrested at his home around 10 p.m., then transported to the jail. The female victim was transported to Summerlin Hospital, Las Vegas, for treatment. Bobbitt, a former Marine, married Joanna Farrell last March on his 35th birthday in Vegas. Police would not say whether the woman involved in the dispute was his wife or not, or might be, or maybe not. Bobbitt was thrown into the national spotlight in 1993 when his then-wife, Lorena Bobbitt, severed his penis while he slept with an 8-inch carving knife. You call that a penis? Lorena Bobbitt then drove away, tossing the penis out of her car window... <laughs> <laughs> have you ever really stopped to envision that? I often. I never have before oh, up yeah. until this moment, until I read that sentence. It never really dawned on me to see her sitting in the car, driving and holding the penis in her hand. Don't you remember her telling just that story? Nah, a long time ago. She said, oh, I realized I had it with me, and I didn't want to have it with me, so I threw it out the window. Right. Well, I guess, you know, it's kind of ordinary when you're driving around in a car, you have like a disconnected penis in your hand, sometimes your own, I guess. A search ensued to locate the missing member, which eventually was found and surgically reattached. The member, that is. The incident led to a trial where Lorena Baba was found innocent by reason of insanity. During her testimony, she tearfully described her life at the hands of her abusive, abrasive, obnoxious husband. In a separate trial, Baba was acquitted of sexually assaulting his wife. After successful surgery to reattach his penis, Baba made appearances on the Howard Sperm Show and made a number of adult films. Probably uh, in different parts, in segments. In 1997, Bobbitt moved to Nevada, where he, worked, uh, where he has worked in a brothel and is a bartender and tow truck operator. He's doing it, baby. He's got the old mop out. He's working at the old Vegas Arcade.
Black. Yeah, needless to say, this town is on fire, baby. Not literally. This town is smoking. They're out on the street corner smoking it. Make no mistake about it. Last night, Leaf shut out Ottawa. What a ballsy performance, like I said yesterday. And, of course, I realize that hockey down there is a verboten subject. It's only the Stanley Cup playoffs. Why would you want to be talking about that? But I do notice two faxes already. Thousands of people all over the city last night on the streets honking the horns till 1, 2 in the morning. It was great. These are people with passion who really care about something. Anyway, here's a fax from Rick who says, how about that Leafs, baby? Bring on Detroit and bring that cup to Toronto. Says a novice hockey fan trying to reach your level of fandom. Got a long way to go, Rick, but thank you so much. And here's another one of our chronic uh, faxes who says, it was all hard at the hangar last night, baby. Go Leafs, go. Going to be tough in Carolina. They're healthy. They got uh, they score 80 million goals a game. They're tough. They could be the dark horse Carolina Hurricanes, but we'll see. The good news is they play the first game tomorrow night, but then the second game isn't until Sunday because they got a couple like rodeos and tractor pulls and stuff like that in Raleigh. So that's like two days extra rest. Could be Matt Sundin in there on Sunday. Wouldn't surprise me. But without seven regulars in the lineup the last two games and 13, 13 players injured during the playoffs, this team, Gary Roberts, Alan McCauley, Alexander McGilney, who's one of my favorites, by the way, he's great, Comes through when it counts the most, and Cujo, of course, was great, even with a broken hand. Nice going, boys. Oh! Anyway, I know George is excited about that. I'm thrilled. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, speaking of excitement, we've got some heavy-duty stuff going on. Don't forget about this. That, that wasn't for the hockey game. That was for the appearance. Join Joe and Mark, the Dirty Boys, overnight. Right now, as a matter of fact, now to 11 o'clock at the Dunkin' Donuts. We were hoping to get into Krispy Kreme, but they didn't want the guys, so... They're at the Dunkin' Donuts at 399 South State Road 7, and Miguel is there too, by the way, if you want to see somebody who looks pretty good. That's just a half mile south of Atlantic Boulevard. Stop by and try to win some prizes. That's with Joe and Mark at Dunkin' Donuts in Margate this morning from nine to, well, from now to 11. Did I do that right? Yeah, perfect. And then, of course, George has got an appearance this Saturday, but we'll talk about that later. I don't want to get bogged down on that stuff. And also, P.D. Lenny, if you're listening, don't try to stick 85 commercials in the uh, promo for the George's appearance or anybody else's either. It ain't going to work on this show, okay? If it was up to our sales department, all we would do is sit and read promos and mention the name of their sponsors over and over and over and over. Enough of that crap already, huh? P.D., you pain in the ass, and don't call here again ever, please. Boy. Anyway, our poll yesterday, and I kind of enjoy the way this is going. Now, I told you how we're going to do it today, George. I got it. Yesterday we took the top 17. TV Guide started this whole thing, and I know we've done this before, but it's it's uh, you know good for killing some time, and it's a lot of fun. They did the thing of the top 50 TV shows of all time, and by the way, I checked their I checked their uh, poll on their website, which is tvguide.com/50th, and there's no similarity whatsoever between the result on their poll. It's still um, Bonanza's runaway winner, and in second is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But in their list, of course, it was Seinfeld, I Love Lucy, Honeymoons, All in the Family, Sopranos, etc. So yesterday we took the top 17 from their top 50 list, and then we tossed in 33 others that we came up with and the audience called in, and we took our poll. We got 845 votes, which is when I, that's when I printed it out. Anything else, forget about it. Forget about it. So we'll take the other 33 of the top 50 today, and we'll add 17 to that, which will give us another 50 for Eric to have to worry about putting on there. And we'll do that by fax. I'm not taking any calls today. We don't have to put Robert through all of that, you know, or anybody else for that matter. 
Don't you think that's a good idea? We'll just let them fax us because we only need 17. Right. That should be like sliding off a log, don't you think? Easily. And then we'll have another list of 50. So we'll do that in uh, today's poll when we get it up. And then what we'll do after tomorrow, we'll take the top like 20 or 25 from each day and we'll put them on there for the next poll for tomorrow. Follow what I'm saying? Is, am I going too fast? No, I'm writing it all down. No, and, and then we'll, because then they'll all be different ones. We'll take like 50 there and then we'll come up with our top 20. Not top 50. Like I was saying yesterday, how do, how do you determine between like number 43 and 44? You know, when you get to that point, it becomes so picky and so stupid. And we don't want to be stupid on this show, okay? So we'll, we'll just pick our top 20 based on those 50 that we put on there for tomorrow's poll. That'll be the final poll. So here's how it came out yesterday. All in the family, 156. Seinfeld, 115, which George thinks is bogus. I don't, I don't think so. I think you're wrong, but. Okay. Why, why did you say that? Because it was uh, pulling away really quickly in the beginning. The votes were coming in in chunks like they do when it's a bogus kind of thing. Not that I didn't think it would do well. Chunks? Roy! Uh, Seinfeld, 115. The Simpsons, 106. Those three heads and shoulders ahead of everybody else. Now, there was nobody else even close, at least in this bunch. The Sopranos, 42, which is a far cry from 106. Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, 39. The Honeymooners, 36, speaking of John Bobbitt. Uh, I Love Loosely and Miami Vice tied next with 30. The Osbournes, 25. Saturday Night Live, 22. South Park, 21. Hill Street Blues had 17 vote. 60 Minutes and Soap each had 14. Leave It and Beaver and Benny Hill each had 11. Tied with Nyan. Oh, sorry, Robert. Tied with Nyan. Hawaii 5-0. Barney Miller. Mission Impossible. Andy Griffith Show and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Carol Burnett Show and Kojak and Dick Van Dyke Show each had 7. Columbo and Dallas and Steve Allen Show each had 6. Can you believe the Jeffersons only had five? Boy, that frosts my fat ass, you know it. Can you believe that? I believe it. Well, I'm I didn't want to say, but yeah, I believe it. Jefferson's Late Show with David Letterman, Perry Mason, Little House on the Prairie, and the Monkeys each had five. Speaking of Perry Mason, I'll tell you about Raymond Burr, who was on Biography last night. What about Haven't him? I for years, haven't I for years said that he was gay? Haven't I told you that? No. No. Perry, Raymond Burr? I don't remember you talking about him. Not only did they talk about that at length on Biography with Harry Smith last night on A&E, but also they had his 38, uh, uh, his uh, lifelong companion of 38 years, who was with him right until he died. I and had he no claimed idea. To have, he claimed to have been married three times, Raymond Burr, and two of them turned out was bogus, and one only lasted a few weeks. And then he also claimed to have been a hero like in the Navy, but the Navy has no records of him ever being in there. So he like, uh, you know, he was a great guy and all this other stuff. And we loved uh, Perry Mason, that butch macho Perry Mason. But it turns out that he was, uh, you know, Maricón, remember. Hmm. I just mentioned that for any of you Julios that are thinking of going out there and buying some of those old Ray, uh, Perry Mason and Ironside episodes on tape, forget about that. Not macho enough for you guys. He was gay, Raymond Burr. What does that have to do with anything? Oh, that's yeah. right. Perry Mason had only a five. How about Ironside? Did that have any? Or did I already do that? We, did, we didn't put that on there, did no, we? No, it's not on here. Well, that's a good one for today, don't you think? Now that we sure. know that he's gay, that that should sink him. Twelve minutes after nine at 560, WQM on a great day, man, for the Irish and the Goyim and everybody else. The sun is shining for the first time in four days here. People are out there honking it. They got the blue and white going all over their Rectum. bodies. Of course, down there, the sun is not only shining, but it's like, uh, is it another one of those sunny days when it's going to be 100 degrees in the shade? Yes, that's the one. Although oh, it rained uh, yesterday afternoon and evening. For about how long? Uh, like an hour or two. Wow. Excellent. 
That should have cooled it, it down to what, about 92? <laughs> well, it's going to be schwitzing all summer long. I'll tell you that right now. And Oleomed is one product that will make you feel your best and keep you in the pink of good health, even during the insufferable heat during the summertime in South Florida. Oleomed is a soft gel capsule that contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil along with vitamins and minerals and herbals to promote health for your prostate, for your heart, for your blood pressure, for your cholesterol. Oleomed's also got supplements to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive, your endocrine system, your skin and bones, even your mind, all using the benefits of the best olive oil under the sun. And Oleomed's got products for men and for women as well. Oleomed's available right now at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Pharmacy, and Sedano's as well. It's a stupendous new product and it's helped thousands of South Floridians stay healthy. So if you want to get more information about it, just call them at that toll-free number, 866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-O-L-E-O-M-E-D. Or you can also order their products on the Internet. Their website is... Tonight from Coors Field in Colorado, coming starts at 8.30 oh. on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Spread them and say cheese. Hey, this is a Robbie Robertson. No, it's not. I'm Robbie Benson or whatever it is. For the Delaware Lackawanna Broadcast School. Uh, if you want to come here, if you want to come here in the glamorous world of broadcasting, well, you got to like sports or be a little to the right of Ted Nugent. Uh, you can always be an intern. Why? You want to be a disc jockey? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen, all you got to do is write me a jack or five grand. And I'll say, here, here's your, here's your goddamn diploma. And like poof, you're a broadcaster. There you go. And uh, remember, they don't call it broadcasting because of the broads. They, they, they're usually fat and look like Richard Mazur. So, uh, say, so, uh, the Delaware Lackawanna Broadcast will get in the hood. 918 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, join George this Saturday, 2 to 4, at Fort Harley-Davidson. Uh, what is it? Fort Lauderdale Harley-Davidson. Big sale going on with free Harley rentals just for stopping in at Fort Lauderdale Harley, just south of Oakland Park Boulevard, Federal Highway. 2 to 4 with George, and I'm assuming Miguel this Saturday? Uh, yes, correct. And free food. Miguel will be there, too, because he likes the free food, and somebody's got to be there who looks good. Anyway, here's what we're going to do, George. We're going like, to uh, print out the list that you got there to make it very simple. I did. As of, like, this moment? Uh, as of during that break. Okay. And, like, count down, like, 25. We'll take the top 25 from that list and then, like, set it aside. Don't lose it. Set it aside. All right. And then we'll save that for uh, tomorrow. You follow what I'm saying? We'll I, take those I 25 gotcha. after we finish here with what we're going to do today. Now, I'm going to put, we'll do Ironside cause, uh, simply because Raymond Burr was gay, so why the hell not put it on there? And plus, uh, that'll get a vote or two, right? A vote or two. A vote or two. Well, I mean, okay, so here's the other. I'll read you the other 33. Yesterday with the top 17 from the TV Guide Top 50. And again, I'm sure they must have picked these out of a hat. I mean, some of them are okay. Seinfeld being number one, I can understand who they're pandering to, you know. And I love loosely the same thing, Honeymooners. But the idea that All in the Family was number four on their list we, that just didn't sit right with us. And then the fact that Andy Griffith was number nine, unacceptable. Mary Tyler Moore, number 11. Dick Van Dyke, number 13. And the Today Show. You see how many votes Today Show had on ours, by the way? I think it had one. I'm looking. It's way at the bottom. One. One vote. In fact, let me tell you the ones that had one vote. Dragnet, eight is enough, but it only got one. I guess one is enough. Today's show, one. Canon, one. And studio, one. 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 And don't forget, we're number one. 
But uh, and and I can understand that because, like I said yesterday, first of all, today's show is a you know it's a uh, like a service show. It's uh, it's crap. And it, but there have been so many incarnations of it, back from the original with Dave Gearway and the chimpanzee and all those uh, goyim to uh, Joe Dagiola and now the boring of Matt Lauer, that nobody knows what the hell that means. How can you say the Today Show and then rate it? It's stupid. So and they got that as number seventeen. Oh, so that's where we drew the line yesterday, probably for more reasons than one. So here are the other 33 that will be on today's list, plus the other 17 we stick on there. Like I said, plus the other 16 after Ironside. Cheers. That'll get some votes. I bet you Tom Jicka votes for Cheers. 30-something. St. Elsewhere. Friends. ER. Nightline. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Night freaking line. This is the TV guide list, keep in mind. Law and Order. MASH. The Twilight Zone. Sesame Street. Oh, and you see Howdy Doody also only got a couple of votes? Yeah, I saw that. That's Nobody remembers crap. it. Sorry. Howdy Doody had only four votes. That's baloney. Nobody remembers it. They don't. We've got plenty of old farts out there. They just don't have computers. Do like they that. even replay it on anything? Howdy's Doody? No. Yeah. Uh, where am I? Cosby Show was number 28. Donahue, your show of shows, which was Sid Caesar. The Defenders, which I have no idea what that show was. Did we decide what that was? The Defenders? It's some yeah. law show. No, I don't know. Crap. American Family, which we still don't know what that show is. Playhouse 90, Frasier, Roseanne, which is just <coughs> just nauseating to think that she could be on the top 50 of anything other than obnoxious fat broads, pigs. The Fugitive, The X-Files, The Larry Sanders Show, which I think there ought to be a congressional investigation to see what that's all about. Uh, don't you think Gary Shandling must have naked pictures of the people at TV Guide? They must was, have. Those guys not used to work at the Herald... Larry Sanders was okay. One of the best 50 shows in the history of television? Better than some of the other things that are on the list, certainly. Better than Batman? No. Which I saw Batman yesterday afternoon, coincidentally, just by, you know, a lot of the great uh, channels we got here that you don't have. Sorry. Um, Larry Sanders, show 38. Rockford Files. Oh, he was also. A Gunsmoke. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Number 41 on their list of TV Guide, but number 2 in the public voting on their website. Rowan and Martin's Laughing, Bonanza 43, which is number one on the voters on their website. Bob Newhart Show, which I have no idea. Another guy with naked pictures. Just very boring shows. So low-key, you can yep. take a good nap. Twin Peaks, Star Trek The Next Generation, Rocky and His Friends, which we used to, uh, we thought that's Rocky and Bullwinkle, but I guess that was the name of the show. Apparently. Taxi. The Oprah Winfrey Show with Big Fat Oprah. Oh, God. Number 49 and Bewitched, number 50. Now, the fact that those two are, like, next to each other, just stop and think of the lovely, wonderful Elizabeth Montgomery on Bewitched and how she, funny she that show was, you know? Yes. And then stop and think of that big, fat, disgusting Oprah and her friend, Dr. Phil, which during channel surfing yesterday, yeah, for about he was two on seconds, there. I saw him on there again, again, and again, and again. And he says nothing. He has nothing to say. He yells pretty good. Oh, my God. God, they, like you said, fat, shut-in women all across America. There must be millions and millions and millions of them. And I sure hope they're at least getting out of the house to go buy the books that she's always recommending, as opposed to, like, ordering them through uh, Amazon.com or something, just sitting in the house on their computer. I doubt it, though. Fat, shut-in women. Millions of them watching Fat Oprah. And Dr. Phil. Are you sure? Positive. So that's what we're going to need is uh, 16 more. And then we'll fill out today's 50 list, because we already got those last 33. I don't think anybody's following this, but that's okay. Just trust us, all right? We'll let you know when the, uh, when the high sign is up. I got 34 counting Ironsides, though. 
Right. Okay. So we only need 16 more to make 50. Isn't that what I just said only moments ago since you're so argumentative and I think maybe Mo's got a point? Just calm down. So if you <laughs> want to fax us some suggestions, you can do that 305-650-0198. I mean, 16, we ought to be able to do that like by 11 o'clock, I would think, wouldn't you? Easily. Now, survey says, as Richard Dawson would say, how come that's not on there? How come there are no game shows on there? How come the Price is Right is not on there? Which I noticed now they're doing Good a point. prime time thing. They're doing a prime time Price is Right on CBS because that show is so popular still, even after all these years. And Bar Barker uh, just turned 120. And Rod Roddy came back again from Thailand with some more of those silk suits. And people are starting to ask some questions about that. Maybe you saw Father Shanley over there, Rod. But anyway, uh, survey anti-drug ads ineffective. They were screaming about this on Crossfire last night. President Bush's top drug policy advisor says the government's anti-drug ads largely are being ignored by teens, and a survey finds no evidence the multi-million dollar campaign is discouraging drug use. How do you like that? Surprise. The survey can... They're wasting billions of dollars more of our money is what it boils down to. The survey conducted by the private research firm West End University of Pennsylvania actually charted an increase in drug use among some teenagers who saw the TV ads. But it noted that further analyzation was necessary before the ads could be directly tied to the increase. Right. The White House's drug policy office, headed by John P. Walter, said the ad campaign must be refocused. Hocus pocus, let's do a refocus. These ads aren't having an impact on teenagers, said Tom Riley, a spokesman for the White House Drug Policy Office. We've spent millions on these ads, and we're not seeing a return on our investment. The ads are part of a five-year campaign devised by some of the nation's best-known public relations firms. The evaluation is based on a survey of youth ages 12 to 18 between September 1999 and December 2001. The survey did not reflect the effectiveness of the new ads that linked drug use to funding terrorism. <laughs> Parents were also surveyed about ads persuading them to be more involved in their kids' lives. Those interviewed were shown the commercials on a laptop computer. The teenagers then answered questions about their intentions to use drugs in the next 12 months. Hey, you're going to use some drugs, punk? By the way, we're uh, keeping track of all of this, and we're going to come and bust your ass. The survey revealed no decline in the rate of drug use among those surveyed, but 80% of the parents who viewed the ads aimed at them were positively influenced to ask their child questions about their social lives and become more involved and see if they wanted to share their weed. Why the commercials are not having an effect on teenagers is unclear, but the survey suggests it's not that the ads don't make an impression. According to the survey, 70% of teenagers remember seeing the ads about once a week. The, anti -ad, uh, the anti-drug ads are designed to approach teenagers on their own turf, offering electric guitar and skateboarding as cool alternatives to a generation too complex for just say no, just say no, Nancy. Just say no to that little red dress, sweetheart. People are starting to laugh all over their uh, ass at what a silly little statue you look like. Nancy, you're a silly person. How come we don't have GE Electric Theater on there? That used to be hosted by Ronald Reagan. That would make Robert happy. <laughs> Should we put that on there? No. Just just say no. to Ronald Reagan. Don't make any difference at this point, I guess. 926 at 560 WQM. Don't forget to join Joe and Mark and Miguel. They're over there at that Dunkin' Donuts, 399 South State Road 7, just a half mile south of Atlantic Boulevard. Uh, stop by and try to win some crappy QAM prizes. Say hi to the boys. And that's at uh, Dunkin' Donuts in Margate till 11 o'clock this morning. Here's a simple question for simple people. If somebody offered to give you several thousand dollars over the next few years, would you accept it? Uh -huh. I'm sure you would. Not sure he would, too, no matter how much he's making. It would be foolish not to, which makes it really stupid to pass up a chance to refinance or buy a home at only 3.95%. Here's the deal. 
There's a Fannie Mae program available, 3.95% for both refinancing and purchasing of homes. Think about it, just 3.95%, and all you have to do is make one easy call. Call Financial Group toll-free, 1-800-940-5363. That's 1-800-940-5363. To be more specific, you can get yourself a hundred grand with payments of only 475 bucks a month, or get yourself $200,000 with payments of only $950 a month. You'd be Really foolish to pass up a chance to save thousands of dollars like this. So do the math and do the next logical thing. Get the details by calling Financial Group toll-free. It's 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply and rates are subject to... From Mark Light Stadium, coverage gets underway at 7 on Sports Radio 560. QAM. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain being chopped to bits by a finely honed meat cleaver. This is your brain in a blender. And this is your brain being stirred into a big pot of chili. Mmm. Brains. Real food for real people. I gave the command to kill thousands of innocent people. I said fill her up. I helped raise money to buy explosives for a suicide bomber, but it was just so I could drive to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. I helped ship rocket launchers to Islamic fundamentalists in the Philippines, but it was all in good fun. I was just cruising to the beach. I helped provide cash to train terrorist gorillas, but all I was doing was topping off my tank before my ski trip. If you think your addiction to using gasoline in your car isn't causing any harm, Think again, because the money you spend to fill your tank eventually goes to fill the pockets of terrorists. I gave the command to kill thousands of innocent people, and all I had to say was, fill her up. Some other public service announcements want to blame terrorism on drug addicts, but we want to let people know that it's gasoline that fuels terror. So whether you're sticking a straw in your nose or a nozzle in your tank, you're part of the problem. I was just out for a Sunday drive. It's not like I was hurting anyone. This message provided by the Council on Displacing the Blame. It's their fault. It is. 9.33 at 5.60 WQM. Don't forget, we got Joe Rose for Mad Dog, who's in Ireland for whatever reason we don't know, probably drinking a few green and the red and purple lizards. We got Hank at 3. You got your uh, talking hardball with the embarrassing, humiliating crow at 7 o'clock, which nobody in the world can believe he's still on the air. Then you got the pregame show at 8.30. The South Florida baseball team, which won again last night, oh! even though nobody cares. They're playing the Rockies in Denver at 9.05. The big uh, oh! ready K at midnight and Joe and Mark the Dirty Boys overnight, who are right now waiting for you at Dunkin' Donuts. Am I promoting that enough, you think? I think so. More than enough, if you ask me. I wish they were Krispy Kreme, but, you know, it's only QAM. It's the best we can do. Anyway, let me give you like, because uh, I don't think, are you getting any faxes yet? Uh, not about this, no. About our poll? Correct. Well, we need 16 coming more in right shows. Now. Ironside is 34. Price is Right is 35. Don't you think that belongs on there? Definitely. I mean, it's no uh, nightline, but it's the best I can do at the moment. And how about some of the more current shows? Why can't they be on there? Like West Wing, that's a very popular show. Or Smallville that somebody... That, well, that, I got that yet. right there. I have it written down, as a matter of fact, you psychic bastards. Uh, in fact, why not start your own thing? The Psychic Bastard Network sounds like a good scam to me. <laughs> Put that as Cleo right out of business, huh? The Psychic Bastard Network. <laughs> Screw those psychic Yeah, we're a bunch friends. of bastards, but we're psychic. How do you like that? Yeah, we'll, we'll tell you what's going to happen. West Wing 36, Smallville 37. So, see, just on our own, maybe we can creep up to the 50 that we need for today's list without worrying too much. Because I'm not taking calls again today. I don't want to get in the habit of that. That was okay yesterday, and it was fine, and we only had one goofball, which is just great. So you got upset about that. I think, you know, a little bit of that's okay, just not too much. 
Speaking of not too much, I'm going to tell you somebody who really makes me want to puke. Well, there are many people, but Maria Bartiromo. I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that she, and in fact, I think there ought to be another congressional investigation into her. Yeah, that bitch. She's, uh, she's a, she's got to be a shorty, and I'm not talking about her height either. No, I'm serious. Because she does everything in her power. Even yesterday, we got this humongous rally going on, and some of us are saying, oh, thank God, finally, two days in a row and three out of five or whatever it's been. And the Dow is zooming up there, and even the Nasdaq's having a really good day. And she's going on at 20 after 3. I made note of the time. She's going on about, well, the Dow's up 188 points, but on relatively light volume, on moderate at best. And then she mentions the Nasdaq's up 66, but she doesn't point out that even by 320, there was already over 2 billion shares, which is heavy duty for the Nasdaq by 320 with 45 minutes to go. And I've noticed all, that's not her. She's not even down there today. But anyway, I've noticed all the time, just like when she used to do this thing that this broad's doing now in the morning when she was down on the floor hyperventilating and jumping up and down like Rumpelstiltskin in heat. Maria Bartiromo with his huge bags under her eyes. She was always doing that thing. The market could be down like 50 cent, the Dow, or like uh, the Nasdaq, down 25 cent. And she'd say, oh, it's coming under pressure, pressure. And she had that way of saying it that just made you want to squirm and crap in your pants and immediately call your broker and sell everything. I think there needs to be an investigation into Jim Cramer, no question about that, on CNBC, and also Maria Bartiromo and the bags under her eyes. There ought to be a goddamn Congress ought to be right there right now grilling that bitch. Not drilling, grilling. Who would drill that bitch? God. Oh, Maria, you look so lovely today. Right. You should live so long. By the way, speaking of people who look lovely, oh, look at that. Which celebrity never graduated from college, they're asking, Steven Spielberg, Sandra Bullock, or Dan Rather? Well, it sure as hell wasn't Danny Boy, I'll tell you that. I would say my guess is Steven Spielberg. Yes. That's what Robert's guess is, too. Okay. Well, let's see. CNN will come back with the answer on that. It certainly wasn't Danny Boy, rather. <coughs> you think? No. And by the way, what's the frequency, Tommy? Oh, here's one of our chronic faxers who says, When I was a kid, I thought I the best show in the world was Time Tunnel. I believe you mentioned on a few occasions. Yes, but not as far as the best show. And the answer to that one is... <laughs> Also used to like the FBI. What's wrong with that? That's not a bad suggestion. When Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., which I played the theme song to the other day, we didn't have that on there, did we? Not yet. The FBI, number 38. I love this. This this is going to be a piece of cake. It won't be real time-consuming like yesterday, because we're taking the last 33 of the TV Guide group and putting them on there. Brady Bunch, didn't we already try that? It wasn't on yesterday's. Are you sure? I got the list right here. We didn't put the Brady Bunch on our list? Well, first of all, anybody who says the Brady Bunch was the best TV show of all time needs mental help anyway, okay? And Gilligan's Island, and even even on this fact, it says when I was real young, I liked Gilligan's Island, right? Yeah. Like about three, maybe. I don't think either one of those qualify for the list, you know? No. Brady Bunch. Starsky and Hutch? Uh, no. MASH? MASH is already on there. It's number 25, I think, is it? On the TV guide list? Oh, it was on. Yes, it, yes, it is. What a memory, list. man! What a what a memory! Like a steel trap, baby. And Superman. We didn't put Superman on there. Why the hell not? If we had Batman on there, which uh, had a few votes, how many did Batman get on our poll? They... Let's take a look. Batman didn't do too well. It had uh, not much. Four. Wow. So let's give Superman a shot, huh? Thirty-nine. That's number 39. So now all we need is 11 more. And I'm sure we'll come up on the fax machine, 305-650-0198. Robert, got any that we've left out? Wake up, Robert. Um, streets of San Francisco? 
That's a good choice. Excellent. I like Streets of San Francisco, even though George don't like it because he don't like detective and cop shows. That's a very good one with Carl Mulder when his nose was really big. Streets of San Francisco and Michael Douglas before he thought he became a sex pot. Okay, that's 40. See, we're rolling right along here, just like falling off a log. And then we'll stick this 50 up there. I'm saying like by 10 o'clock, I think we'll have 50, don't you? Probably. And then you can fax them off to Eric, and we can have a zillion votes on it, and then we'll have the vote off tomorrow. And we won't even have to worry about compiling anything, because we'll have them all. We'll just take the top 25 from each day. Boy, somebody faxed me a great column from the New Yorker, from the March 18th New Yorker magazine, Who Done It Department, the Anthrax Culprit. I'm going to read that in a minute, because I don't have time to start it right now. In fact, I better do the break. Did you read it before you faxed it to me? No. Outstanding. Aggravating. Almost as aggravating as that little bitch Maria Bartiromo. Hey, Maria, everybody hates you like poison, okay? We know you're shorting the market. You we're shorting it. You're a short bitch. You damn disgusting. It's under pressure. It's under pressure. I'd like to see you under pressure, okay? I'd like to see her in the time tunnel going back to about uh, whenever the hell they were having the witch hunts in the 18th century. Sounds good. Isn't that when they were doing them in Salem? Six, uh, 17th. What did I just say? 18th? In the 17th century, like you just said. 20 till uh, 10 at 560. What the hell do I know about Salem? I do know Salem, New Hampshire. That, that's where Rockingham Park is, or at least it used to be a harness track. Then it was a dog track. Now I think it's like a speedway. Send Joe Costello up there to a Rockingham Park, see what they're doing. They're going around and around, waiting for somebody to crash. Hey, if you want a spectacular meal in a great atmosphere, Armadillo Cafe is a place I guarantee you're going to love. This is a no-brainer. I mean, when you walk in that door and sit down and taste their food, you're going to say, boy, that Neil knows his, his food, that fat bastard. Armadillo Cafe is more than just another restaurant. They've become an institution in South Florida. Now they're in a brand new location, even better than ever. They used to be there on Davie Road Extension in Davie, but now they're at 3400 South University Drive, just south of 595, between 595 and Griffin Road in prestigious Davie, in the same plaza as the world-famous Pizza Loft. Lots of free parking right behind Pier 1 Imports. The food at the Armadillo Cafe is sensational. Start out with an appetizer like the tequila grilled shrimp with corn cakes, or try the Tempura Island Princess Conch. Order one of their terrific spinach salads with glazed pecans or the pistachio-crusted mozzarella salad with lemon basil dressing. The entrees are prepared with the best and freshest ingredients. Try the pan-seared yellowtail snapper with roasted peppers or the sea bass with sweet corn and veal glaze. A lot of places claim to be gourmet, but believe me, Armadillo Cafe is the real thing, the real deal. And also, be sure and choose from dozens of mouth-watering entrees on the big menu. And for desserts, sample the Armadillo creme brulee or warm chocolate fritters covered in hot fudge. It'll send your blood sugar up to at least 700. Call the Armadillo Cafe for reservations, 954-423-9954, 954-423-9954. Vote at one of the best restaurants in Broward for the past 14 years in a row, which is a major accomplishment to say the least. Armadillo Cafe is smoke-free. There's plenty of free parking, like I just said only moments ago, as well as complimentary valet parking. Check them out on the web, too, at armadillocafe.com. And be sure and tell them that old Neil sent you by. They'll take great care of you. You'll eat like a king and queen at Armadillo I just want to contract them in the best in the best interests of the game. Weeknights at 10 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. You're a bastard. Next month in Penthouse Magazine, naked pictures of Celine Dion. Mr. Guccione, Mr. Guccione. Yeah, what do you got? I got a naked picture of Celine Dion. Let me see. Look at this. I took it in the Walmart in Las Vegas. Doesn't she have a bigger nose than that? Maybe. I'll tell you what. Bigger nose and run it. Naked pictures of Cher. Mr. Guccione. Yeah, what do you got? I think I got a picture of Cher. That's a man. Yeah. Run it. Naked pictures of Kelly Ripper. Look, 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 look. All right, what do you got this time? Kelly Ripper. Nude. Oh. 
That ain't her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look. Look at the face. Look at the eyes. Look at the eyes. It looks nothing like her. Oh. Run it. And Diane Sawyer. Take a look at this one, Mr. Guccione. I got the chick from uh, Good Morning America. Isn't that Rosie O'Donnell? No, 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 no. This one, this one right here. It's got too much hair on it. Shave it and run it. Penthouse Magazine cannot be certain of actual identification. But, hey, haven't you always wanted to see these people make it? Us, too. Just squint when you look at the pictures. You'll be fine. Yeah, like Diane Sawyer. Haven't you always wanted to see her naked? No. I sure don't think so. You. And by the way, something. Yeah. A St. Louis jewelry salesman who videotaped a blonde woman in South Beach uh, tearfully insisted on the stand that he believed the woman was Anna Cornahoya until he saw Judith E. Soltes Benetton, the wife of a Benetton clothing here. I did say it right that time, didn't I? Yes. Oh, thank God. Frank Ramasiri cried in a Manhattan federal courtroom yesterday and apologized to tennis sensation Kornikova and Soltes Benetton. It was unfathomable to me to think that the 2,500-word piece which accompanied the photos. Rather than acknowledging she had tampered with the quotes, article author Annette Witheridge, a British writer now living in America, told the court she was just tidying up the statements made by Ramasiri. A celebrity profile is not an investigation, she told Soltes Benetton's attorney, Judd Bernstein, under questioning, it's not Watergate. Bob Guccione, publisher of Penthouse, is either testifying now or like later today. Last week, the magazine admitted it had aired and apologized to the woman for the article entitled Anna Kornikova Caught, Caught Close-Up on Nude Beach, etc. and so on. How do you like that? And I think putting a uh, man in there for sure might not be a bad idea. So we got number 41, Wheel of Fortune. All right. Based on a couple of faxes that came, if we can put prices right in there, why not Wheel of Fortune? It's been on for about 100 years. And somebody says Jeopardy, which you'd probably agree with because you're a Jeopardy nerd. Only nerds like that show. Uh, I don't know. By the way. No. Yes? I can't read my own shorthand for number 29. Right after Twin Peaks, before Rocky. Twin Peaks? In between Twin Peaks and Rocky, I can't remember what, what I wrote down, or I can't read that. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, thank you. Get with it. From long distance, i got to read his handwriting for him. How do you like that? I think Mo's got a point. Anyway, Jeopardy, I say the answer is... The answer is... No, that's the answer. That's my answer. Press your luck. Absolutely not. This is this must be from Book O'Brien. Regis and whoever's filling in that day show, no. The Real World on MTV, no. And Jim Heppin's The Muppet Show, absolutely, positively, no. No. Can I get back to this anthrax thing? Because this is really almost worthwhile. This is in The New Yorker. Barbara Hatch Rosenberg, a slight woman with short graying hair and deeply concerned hazel eyes who works out of a small office at the State University of New York at Purchase, thinks she knows who was responsible for the anthrax attacks last October. Rosenberg is, to use the technical term, not chopped liver. She's the veteran molecular biologist and one of the world's leading experts on biological weapons. In 1998, she was one of a group of seven scientists who were invited to the White House to brief President Clinton on the subject, yet her theory sounds like the plot of a conspiracy thriller, which is not usually true of experts' theories, especially on matters this grave. On February 5th, Rosenberg posted an, an item on a website that she maintains for the Federation of American Scientists called Commentary is the FBI Dragging Its Feet, in which she strongly implied that the FBI was moving much more slowly in its anthrax investigation than it had any reason to. About the perpetrator she has in mind, she asked, does he know something that he believes is sufficiently damaging to the U.S. to make him untouchable by the FBI? 
It's important to note that in addition to being an expert, Rosenberg has a political agenda. She's a committed campaigner for outside monitoring of biological weapons labs. Although several local newspapers and the online magazine Salon ran articles on Rosenberg, it took a surprisingly long time, nearly three weeks, for her sensational web posting to make an official impact. But on February 25th, after the Washington Times published a story that the FBI had a prime suspect who sounded a lot like Rosenberg's, an array of top government officials, including Ari Fleischer of the White House and Robert Mueller III of the FBI, were forced to address it, which is to say, deny it publicly. Here is Rosenberg's theory. All of the anthrax letters were sent by one person, a middle-aged man who had worked at the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick, Maryland, and who was familiar with the method of weaponizing anthrax devised by William Patrick III, the longtime head of bioweapons research at Fort Detrick. The perpetrator now works for a Washington-area subcontractor of the U.S. Biological Weapons Program. He is, as Rosenberg puts it, not a normal person and has a pattern of erratic behavior. She believes he's received some kind of career setback after he left Fort Detrick that caused him to become confused, upset, depressed, and angry. He decided to retaliate with the anthrax attacks with which Rosenberg guesses he meant to accomplish two things. First, he's showing somebody how good he is at producing and distributing weaponized anthrax and thus proving that the career setback was unwarranted. And second, he wanted to get the government to invest more in bioweapons research, which would mean a budget increase for his current employer. During the summer of 2001, Rosenberg suspects the perpetrator prepared his anthrax. When the September 11th attacks occurred, he saw a perfect opportunity to strike and to cover his tracks. Before he mailed any of the anthrax letters, he sent an anonymous letter to the military police at the Marine Corps base at Quantico, Virginia, that was meant to raise suspicions about Ayad Assad, an Egyptian-born scientist who was formerly a colleague of his at Fort Detrick and now works at Quantico. For the same reason, the anthrax letters themselves sometimes included notes with crude Muslim slogans. Rosenberg thinks the perpetrator was not trying to kill people, hence the enclosed announcements about what was in the letters and the admonition, admonition to take penicillin, but he wasn't concerned enough to avoid the risk altogether. He wound up murdering five people and sowed fear and disruption among millions, all to prove a point to an internal audience, the, the uh, tiny bioweapons community. In a more, uh, more benign way, Rosenberg is trying to prove a point, too. The U.S. officially foreswore biological weapons development in 1969 and signed the 1972 Biological Weapons Convention along with many other nations. But Rosenberg believes that the American bioweapons program, which won't allow itself to be monitored, may not be in strict compliance with the convention. If the perpetrator of the anthrax attacks is who she thinks it is, that would put the American program in a bad light, and it would prove that she was right to demand that the program be monitored. Is Rosenberg's theory right? At the very least, she's persuasive in arguing that sending the anthrax letters required not just access to the aim strain of anthrax, but also knowledge of the weaponization technique developed by Bill Patrick. If the government is saying that the perpetrator was probably an American, it's hard to imagine how it couldn't have been an American who worked in a government-supported bioweapons lab. Think back to the panicky month of October. Would knowing that have made you less or more nervous? Writes Nicholas Lehman in the uh, March uh, 18th New Yorker. How do you like that? Chilling. And you remember when it first came out that it appeared they had the uh, suspect and they were talked about it for a day or two about the Anthrax. situation. And all of a sudden that was the last we heard of it? And it kind of hushed it up real quick? Yeah, hushed it up real quick. And as you know, that's probably the best way to be, a hush. Yep. So what do we got? Any more suggestions? Have we got the last nine? I have a fax here with some. Mystery Science okay. Theater 3000, for one. No, no. Uh, they wrote the Defenders Again American. Oh, they were explaining what it is. Black and White Era Lawyer Show starring E.G. Marshall and Robert Reed. It's old. No. The American Family, no. So in answer to your question, no. 
Oh, speaking of family, did we put family on there with Seda Thompson and all in James Roderick that we talked about yesterday, but we didn't put it on there, did it we? Was not, no, it was not on yesterday's Well, list. let's get it on there. Family. Okay. I bet you there get at least one or two votes. Now we only have eight to go. See how this is like falling right off a log like I keep talking about. Just like that Lee victory last night, just like falling off a log. And in the state of health that they're in, it wouldn't be surprising if they fell off a log. But they're doing it, baby. Big balls. Oh! Let's hear it. Speaking of big balls, Cardinal Law recommended fire Dean for college teaching position. Boy, I'll tell you, th you talk about chutzpah, this uh, freaking Cardinal, and it's only because it's one of these religious nuts. Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. Yes. Yeah, he sure does. The balls of an elephant. Cardinal Bernard Law recommended the former dean of St. John's Seminary in Brighton, Mass., for a teaching job at a Catholic college in North Carolina in 1997, less than two years after Law dismissed him for having improper physical contact with a 19-year-old seminarian at St. John's. Did you follow that? I got it. Law provided a written assurance to Belmont Abbey College that the Reverend George C. Berthold had an unblemished record despite Berthold's November 1995 dismissal. Just two months after he became dean of St. John's undergraduate college, Berthold was accused of making improper advances toward a freshman seminarian, including kissing him on the lips. <gasps> Maybe a little tongue in there, too, you think? A little tongue? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Officials at Belmont Abbey expressed irritation that they knew nothing about the episode until a Globe reporter called it to their attention last week, this in the Boston Globe. If he, Berthold, had been removed because of a disciplinary problem, then he should not have been given that letter because we would not have hired him. Teresa Sowers McKinney, spokesman for the college, said after consulting with the school's chancellor, Abbott Placid Solari. Even if there had been an allegation, we should have been told so, so we could have decided on our own whether to hire Berthold. McKinney said she declined to make public a copy of Law's 1997 letter for obvious reasons. For obvious freezing Ricans, uh, baby. I like that. You ever seen those freezing Ricans? In New York, yeah. <laughs> all the time. That's what they happens when they send them to North Dakota, which George would like to send all the Ricans to North Dakota because he's prejudiced. Anyway, Law's willingness to vouch for Berthold is similar to what the Archdiocese did for the Reverend Paul Shanley when he sought an out-of-state assignment in 1990. That year, Bishop Robert J. Banks, Law's top deputy, assured the Diocese of San Bernardino in California there were no problems in Shanley's background even though Shanley's file included allegations he had molested boys and advocated sexual relations between men and boys. But when the Shanley letter came to light in April, Banks asserted that he'd been unaware of what was in Shanley's file when he wrote the letter. In Berthold's case, Law was personally involved in the decision to fire Berthold, according to the Reverend Christopher J. Coyne, a spokesman for the Archdiocese. In the Shanley case, the Cardinal's critics have accused him of being more concerned for the welfare of offending priests than for the, their alleged victims. After Berthold was dismissed from St. John's, the seminary and Christopher J. Sellers transferred to another seminary. Last week, Sellers said he was disappointed with the way he was treated by law and other seminary officials after he came forward. What's more, Law's willingness to help Berthold obtain another position that would put him in contact with young men is another reminder that the Archdiocese has only recently taken an unforgiving stance on issues of sexual misbehavior. In other words, it's been going on for years and years. They knew about it. They gave a wink and a nod, etc. and so on, and that's the way it is. And they were probably involved in the same crap right up to their goddamn earlobes. Probably kissing everybody on the lips. Wait for a little boy. 956 at 560 WQM. Hey, how'd you like to have a big one, huh? A big, impressive paycheck. Of course, we're talking about paychecks because everybody wants to earn a little bit of cash for their efforts. And if you'd like to, then Fast Train can help you achieve a brand new, seriously money-making career in just four short months. You can double the size of it, your paycheck, that is, by becoming a computer professional. And you can do this, believe it or not, before the summer's over. That's correct. 
FastTrain offers Microsoft certified instructors, no payments for a full year, job placement assistance, day and evening classes with four convenient locations in Dade and Broward, including that brand new cam- uh, campus in Kendall. There's no excuse for you not to get into it now. So call FastTrain, 866-FASTTRAIN, or check them out on the Wicked World Wide Web at FastTrain.com. And don't forget, FastTrain can really have you certified and ready for that new career in as little as four months. So call them today toll-free, because nobody should have to settle for a small, embarrassing one. Call FastTrain, 1-866-FASTTRAIN. And remember, all FastTrain locations are licensed by the State Commission. The Howard Davis Show, weekday morning, 6 to 9, exclusively. He was his ward, not his pedophile. It's the X-Files. This can't be what it looks like. No, not the anal probe. Series finale. While I was blacked out, was anything inserted into me? Aliens stuck stuff up your ass. They gave him an anal probe. Nobody in their right mind will ever believe that story. The man was abducted. We all know it. Everybody in this room knows it. We would like to do some more tests on him. Ah! The X-Files series finale. It's the alien anal probe. One more anal probing, gyro, pyro, levitating, ecoplasm, alien, antimatter story, and I'm going to take up my gun and shoot somebody. Tell me you want to caress my butt. 1002 at 560 WQM. Hey, the sun is shining, blue skies, baby. Just turned the AC on, as a matter of fact. Aren't you excited about that? Yeah, did you have to close the window? I am. Well, it's probably a pretty good idea. Anyway, somebody, fact, did you see the thing about the homeless voice, which allegedly was in reference to it? This is from a yeah, crazy I'm, person. Yeah, I don't know if I'm buying that. What do you mean by that? In other words, they say that that's the response that they got from their protesting email. Oh, I see. I, I thought this was the fax that this guy sent to them. This is the response, because no. the bottom of the fax was chopped off, whatever right. you just sent me. It's chopped off here, too. That's what you So this is the response they got that's what from they said. who? From, from, from the Broward Chamber of Commerce? Supposedly, yes. Please allow me to share God's word with you when a son of man, yada, 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 and the very words of Jesus, I uh, would be glad to share the facts with you concerning how the homeless... So this is a, uh, several paragraphs of religious gobbledygook, and it says, What have you done for the needy, the poor, homeless lately, or in your lifetime? I'd be glad to share the facts with you concerning how the homeless voice is indeed helping the homeless. This sounds like something that came from the homeless voice themselves. Correct. And it sounds like maybe they got somebody infiltrated on the inside of the Broward Chamber of Commerce. You know what I mean? In other words, maybe they're letting them handle all the uh, fallout. Right. Or they're forwarding all the emails over to this crazy person. Yeah, because obviously these are the ramblings of a crazy person. Let me say it again. The Broward Chamber of Commerce sucks. I'm not sure if they suck as bad as Maria Bartiromo or if they're going to cost people as much money, but certainly they're going to cost people millions of dollars, unsuspecting people, because they're by putting their stamp of approval and welcoming with open arms and legs and anus, they're, uh, they're putting their stamp of approval on the homeless voice and Sean Canoni and his cult. And everybody who listened to the show for more than three minutes in their lifetime knows there's nothing but a Sam and a Sham and a Pharaohs, and they're out there in the street corners with their orange shirts, raising God knows how much tax-free money, and certainly it must be going in somebody's pocket because Sean lives in a big, big, expensive house. He's not homeless. A big, expensive house in Weston, I think it is. Weston, correct. Yeah. And he keeps coming up with all these millions of dollars to buy up these old hotels or other old uh, empty buildings so he can keep uh, building homeless voices shelters where nobody wants him. And every municipality in town has to keep shooing him away. Sean Shukunani. God. Broward Chamber of Commerce, the Antichrist, and right in there with him. I wouldn't be surprised that Maria Bartiromo is like an evil zombie along with Charity from Passions. She's a zombie, baby. In fact, she's got the eyelids of a zombie and a goddamn eye, but the bags under eyes of a zombie. She makes Tabitha look like about 45. And then there's a thing that somebody faxed to me here about her whole bio and everything. And it's got a thing in her highly anticipated new book, 
Television's ace financial reporter, CNBC anchor, anchor woman Maria Bartiromo shows how to use timely news and hot information to make money in today's market. So in other words, she's peddling tips on the market. She's writing books. Do you see the conflict uh, there? You see conflict? How does she get off? What does she know about it? Just because she's down there? Not a goddamn cash. thing. She wouldn't know a stock if they stuck it up her ass. And she's on it. It's coming under pressure. It's coming under pressure. That's CNBC. I'm going to tell you. Once we start with that homeless voice and take care of that business, just like Mike Siegel is going to do and take care of the medical profession and the legal profession, all this other crap he's always spouting about, being a pompous ass that he is. After we take care of the goddamn Broward Chamber of Commerce and Sean Canoni, then we're going to take care of CNBC and get them shut down. They need to be shut down right now. Not a week from Sukkot, not two weeks from next Purim. They need to be shut down right now, taken off the air. Because they promote a fraud. They, they were part and parcel, that whole goddamn bubble fraud. Oh, there's uh, the new economy. Uh, uh, yeah, right. We got your new economy right here, deep in our... Because that's all we got left is a bunch of hanging roids. That's all we got left. We used to have some money. Now all we got is, is big grapes. And I'm not talking about Don Cherry either. We got big, oozing, bloody hemorrhoids is what we got left. Oh, everybody should own Palm. It's a great stock. $28. It's a buy. Everybody should own this stock. It's two and a half bucks, by the way. Luckily, I only got 2,000 shares. Oh, yeah. Anyway, family's number 42 on our list. <laughs> don't get me started on that stock market crap, man. It's down today again already. You know, we don't want to get too carried away. It's down. Probably because Maria's on there doing her winking, blinking, and the nodding, you know. Nodding off. In fact, maybe, the, maybe that's why she's got those big, heavy bags under her eyes. Maybe there's like a, a message in there, like in code. Because when you have heavy bags under your eyes, it's easy to do like the little wink. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Give the little signals. I'd like to give her a signal, like my foot deep inside her Rectum. ass, Maria Bartiromo. Disgusting bitch. Anyway, is that the end of the show? So we're only going to have 42? I'm looking at the facts. Oh, I already faxed you uh, the last one we got. Pyramid oh. and Sports Center. Nah, get out of here. I mean, I love the pyramid. That's not going to get any votes. And Sports Center. See, like I was saying yesterday, life without television would be very uh, disappointing, very depressing. There's nothing wrong with television. The only problem is what's on it. Right. You follow what I'm saying? In other no, words, television be... is a phenomenal medium, the problem being that there's so much crap on it. And thank goodness. No, seriously. When it's good, it's very good. And when it's bad, which is a hell of a lot of the time, it's trash, it's crap, it's garbage. Like people with their damn, uh, you know, digital cable, and they're flipping and flipping and flipping it and until it bleeds. And they still can't find anything worth right. watching. A hundred channels and nothing's on. Not true here, though. I know. I'm I got incredibly hundreds of jealous. channels on my, on my Rogers Digital uh, Cable named after yours truly, I'm sure. The more I think about that, the more pissed off I get that I don't have those channels. This just, I'm telling you, I've got many others, which I'll start taking notes and writing them down just to aggravate you. Okay. But just scre Scream TV and the Driving Classics, those two channels alone, you would be, uh, you would almost die for. That's enough to make me want to move to Canada just so I can get that drive-in channel. Oh. And maybe you could like, stand outside on the street corner and smoke a little weed, too. All right. Hear all those sirens out Can't there? Handle. You hear that? It's the sound of like a real city, man, where they're all still uh, foaming at the mouth out there on Young Street. Oh! Young and Dundas by the Eaton Center. Yeah, I'm serious. Last night, this place was like a madhouse. It was uh, insanity. And the cars, they were honking and uh, just foaming at the mouth. They were showing them on TV. It was great. St. Lucie Priest won't be charged. Now, wait till you hear this story. Don't jump to conclusions. This is from the Palm Beach Post today. Before you hear the, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Is he still alive, by the way? Yeah, he is. Damn it. Port St. Lucie. Police said yesterday that they would not file charges against retired priest Francis Maloney 
after interviewing the 17-year-old Catholic high school student whose accusations of sexual improprieties prompted the church to suspend Maloney from active ministry. The teen who did household work around the priest's Port St. Lucie home told police that the 71-year-old priest was found in bed with another man, talked to him about homosexuality in the Catholic Church, and left out a letter describing ways to tell whether a teen is gay, Port St. Lucie Police Detective John Holman said at a news conference yesterday. Though the alleged behavior might be wrong in the eyes of the church, police and prosecutors agreed that Maloney did not appear to break any Florida laws, Holman said. In other words, there's no law in Florida against being an old queen. I should know that. We're not here to address the moral issues, said Sergeant Robert McGee. We're here to address the criminal issues. Maloney, the former associate pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church in Palm Springs, was forced into retirement underwent counseling for a sexual activity with a man about three years ago. He moved to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Port St. Lucie, where he celebrated three masses a week, according to one church member there. Maybe he molested Greg from Port St. Lucie, you think? Well, I sure hope not. Hope he's got better taste than that. He was suspended from active ministry after the teenage student at John Carroll High School in Fort Pierce told a story to diocesan officials two weeks ago. Sam Barbero. Remember Sam? He's in stories all over the place in Palm Beach. The spokesman for Diocese of Palm Beach said Tuesday that the diocese would study the Port St. Lucie police report, then decide whether Maloney can be reinstated. Barbero said he could not explain in detail why Maloney was reassigned to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton after he was found to violate the vow of celibacy three years ago, saying only, priests are called on to live a chaste life, and if that chaste life is violated, each case has to be evaluated. Sounds like another excuse to me. Uh -huh. Sounds like another sweeping out of the carpet to me. Uh -huh. Yeah, they're evaluating it. They're thinking about it. They're taking a long peek at it. Maybe they want to see home movies, you know? Maybe that's it. Speaking of assholes, oh, I better do this one first. Nah, I'll save it. White House expresses concern about Cuba despite Carter's claim. Well, he's just uh, like that. Wasn't that a great editorial from the New York Post yesterday? Spectacular. Spectacular about Jimmy Sp Carter. Yes. And about Fidel and all that crap. Anyway, Boston Globe says, Contrary to former President Carter's assertion, the White House yesterday held to withstand that Cuba has provided biotechnology to other nations that could be used by terrorists. Carter said during his visit to Cuba Monday that he had been told by administration officials that the U.S. has no evidence to communist country with transferring technology that could be used to make weapons of mass destruction. Without criticizing Carter directly, White House spokesman Ari Fleischer said the subject of bio, uh, biological technology never came up in Carter's pre-trip conversation with National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice. He said the White House is worried about Castro's biological program. The U.S. has plenty of reason to be concerned, Fleischer said. He praised Carter as a champion of human rights, urged the former president to use his influence to push Castro toward democratic reforms. He called the Cuban one of the world's last great tyrants. Carter told Castro, a leading Cuban scientist, that he'd asked White House State Department intelligence officials specifically if Cuba was transferring technology or other information that could be used in terrorist activities. He said he was told that Cuba was not. Explaining the U.S. view, Fleischer pointed to a widely covered speech by Undersecretary of State John Bolton shortly before Carter's trip. In the speech, Bolton said Cuba has provided biotechnology to other rogue states. In fact, we had that story last week on this show. Remember that? Yes, we did. To other rogue states, and the U.S. is concerned the information could support biological warfare programs. Fleischer declined to say whether the former president's trip was helpful. What I think will be helpful is for Fidel Castro to get the message the world is looking to Cuba to free its people, Fleischer said. The results of President Carter's trip will be measured after it's over. We look forward to talking to him after he returns, Fleischer said, and we incarcerate him for a few months and see if we can't change his attitude. Then that's all a good idea? Throw his ass in the slammer for a couple of months. Yeah. Robert likes that idea. Yeah, let, bring, I like the idea too. Jimmy, I don't care what party he was. He's a, he was a wimp. He was a weasel. He's a piece of crap. Yep. Peanut farming idiot whose brother used to pee all over the goddamn place. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where is oh, Billy? Can we, can we be proud of our politicians or what, huh? No. Man. And don't forget Miss Lillian, man. 
who invented wrinkle cream. God, what? She's dead. I think Billy's dead too, isn't he? Yeah, he died. Are you sure? Yeah, there was a big story. Remember? Yeah, he's Billy Carter out. died, huh? Well, let's hear it. Oh! Let's have some good news today, Miss Lillian and Billy Carter. Not that I like seeing people die early, but in some cases we make an exception on this show. It makes the unopened cans of Billy beer worth something now. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Twelve minutes after ten. Now, how about uh, Clinton's brother? How about Roger Clinton? There's another one we can be proud of. <laughs> and Neil Bush. Let's you know, give it a little equal time. Let's not Roger uh, let get Robert get too carried away. Neil Bush. Well, don't get started on the Bush family. We'll be here and all day. And then Jeb's family. You know, all those. Uh, we don't want to get into that again. By the well, way, got daughters. any prescriptions to fill? Yeah. Hey, if you're tired of hassles with your cellular service, tired of that $50 a month plan that you thought you bought and then it winds up costing you hundreds of dollars a month, then get on the team with Team Celtech at Celtech Communications, your authorized Nextel representative. For over 25 years, Celtech's been providing South Florida with the best service. They take the hassle away from dealing with a regular cellular company, not to mention the expense, too. They take that away as well. Right now, Nextel Shared Rewards Plan allows you to share 4,000 monthly minutes with free incoming calls for only $54.99. Celtech's got a great selection of other plans, no matter what your budget, with most including free incoming calls, nationwide long distance, caller ID, voicemail, and Nextel's unique direct connect two-way radio feature. Whether it's one phone or a thousand phones or a zillion, take it from me and our very own starting quarterback, your very own starting not mine. Don't, don't be putting words in my mouth. I'm a Patriots fan, okay? And we won the Super Bowl, by the way. Oh. I just mentioned that in passing. Your starting quarterback with the big ears, Jay Fiedler, who's the spokesman. He's a spokesman for everything, including big ears. South Tech Communications, your authorized Nextel representative. It's the only way to go. Call 1-800-CELTEC-2 today and get connected. That's 1-800-CELTEC and the number 2. South Tech Communications, keeping... Tonight from Coors Field in Colorado, coverage starts at 8.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Sports Queer Radio is what the Q's for in QAM. Thank you. Thank you. This is a special night for me for a lot of reasons. Janet Reno's here. I just love this guy. <laughs> now, some of you might think I've been busy writing my memoirs. I'm not concerned about my memoirs. I'm concerned about my resume. <laughs> and they tell me I have to use the active voice with a resume. You know, things like commanded U.S. Armed Forces, <laughs> served three terms as president. Everybody embellishes a little. <laughs> Designed, built, and painted bridge to 21st century. <laughs> Generated, attracted, heightened, and maintained controversy. <laughs> Supervised, Vice President's invention of the Internet. <laughs> but being realistic, I would consider an executive position with another country. Yeah, we like you, although Robert don't like you, okay, but he's a sourpuss. 1018 at 560 WQAM. I'll guarantee if Clinton had a show on TV, I don't care what he did on there, no matter what he did, if he just sat there and picked his nose or showed, showed naked pictures of Jennifer Flowers, he'd get a 90 share easy. What if he showed Robert pictures of his daughter? It. No, we don't want to see his daughter. Oh, and when I heard Hank that day calling the whole staff to ask if she's a sex symbol, I just about lost <laughs> my lunch because I'd already eaten by that point. In fact, that would be a good poll to take. Who's the hotter sex symbol, Chelsea Clinton or Maria Bartiromo? Or maybe Amy Carter? 
Huh? Or <laughs> Miss Lillian. Miss Lillian or Sister Teresa. Even in, uh, you know, probably don't look too good right now, but she never did. Sex symbol, my ass. In fact, my ass is lovelier than uh, Chelsea. Anyway, here's number 43 on our list, the untouchables. Okay. How could we have left that off there? We're uh, space cadets. With the great Robert Stack. Well, we're having a difficult time, you know, when you get down to the uh, try to fill out the second 50. We're having a really tough time. Here's a good one. Candid camera on the Dollar 98 beauty show. Yeah. With Rip Taylor. Can you answer me one question? All right. How come it seems that it was always obligatory for almost every quiz show that had like a panel of celebrities? There always had to be a bunch of uh, fags on there. What, can you explain to me like what that's all about? Part of the formula. I mean, like Don DeLuise and Charles Nelson Riley and Paul Lind and the Rip Don Taylor. Don DeLuise. And, and J.P. Morgan, uh, that dyke that used to be on the gong show. And, man, always had to be like uh, obligatory queens on those shows. I think I just by that. osmosis. And how about the new Hollywood squares with that uh, blonde-headed wigged uh, Bruce Belange from The Advocate? That oh. That silly old troll. The unfunniest person in humanity. Right. That's right. Next to a uh, what's-her-name that just quit the show because of Whoopi, making Whoopi. Anyway, here's one. Uh, Real Sex on HBO. No. Conan O'Brien Show. No. Chris Rock Show. No. And the uh, friend, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, no. See, they're trying to spoil my day because the Leafs shut out Ottawa and won the series again last night, 3 nothing with their big balls, but uh, they can't do it. Can't do it. Not going to spoil my party. Hey, Neil, got some great, uh, great shows for you if you want to hear some. Okay. Uh, how about O'Reilly Factor? <laughs> no. Keep going. He's got a bunch. I'm sure. Uh, crossfire. crossfire. No. He, he only wants the part with Bob Novak on and the uh, Tucker uh, Carlson with his little uh, his little uh, bow tie. Come on, you got more. In fact, I hear that Robert's got like a blow up doll of Bill Torrey because he likes guys with bow ties. Anyway, go ahead. Meet the press. Now meet the press. You know something? That's a good one. I like. I'm not it. saying it's a. No, I don't, I don't like Tim Russert. He makes me sick to my stomach. I can't stand him. I like Tim but, I, but it's been on. First of all, it's the longest-running regular show on uh, TV. You do realize that, don't you? No, I don't. Yes, in I the don't. U.S. The longest-running show in history. I mentioned this yesterday, but I'm sure you were paying no attention. The longest-running show in say? the history of North America. Huh? What would you say? Is Hockey hockey Night in Canada. Yes, that's it is. Not in the I US. heard that part. Yeah. So Meet the Press is on there, number 44. Going back with, uh, what was his name, Lawrence Spivak? And then they had that Bill Monroe who used to say, who had that heavy New England accent. You say abashin, about He couldn't say the word abortion, and he still was on the air. Yeah. See, one thing about network TV, they they don't care whether you can speak right or not, which is why Bob Walters is on there and Tom Brokaw and those people. Oh, speaking of Tom Brokaw, you know, in all deference to Rick and Suds, you know how I never ever play the Tom Brokaw bits on these discs, right? Always cross them right out immediately. But once in a great while, and I do sometimes listen to them just to see if there's something worthwhile. I'm Tom Rockard. Tonight on the NBC Nightly News, the Reverend Thomas Crandall drew four years in the clink due to penance for distributing methamphetamines and ecstasy from his Florida rectory. The Pope was said to be relieved he was only dealing drugs. I'm Tom Rockard. Yeah, isn't that cute? We'll see you tonight. See, that was even worth playing. Anyway, here's a fact. This is how about F Troop? No. Rat Patrol? No. Father Knows Best? No. And leave it in her beaver. Well, leave it to beaver was number 11, wasn't it? On the list we had yesterday in the survey, it didn't going to survive the cut. Huh? Or it had 11 votes, I mean. Where'd I put that? I got it right here. I got it right yeah, in front of right. me. I don't have time to wait for you to diddle around. You're too, you're too disorganized. As a matter of fact, I think, I'm, call me crazy, like the guy says in that Wendy spot, 
But I think this morning at the end of Mosho, I think I heard my name mentioned. Just the first name, but I think after Neil, it's, uh, didn't you hear that? Yes. I think we're starting to like make a little bit of headway there. In fact, I don't think he dislikes me. I think he hates you is what it really boils down to. I think you're right. Yeah. I think he loves me. I think he really understands. You know, two old Jewish guys with no hair. I think he gets it. But I just think he's got a bug up. Maybe he just doesn't like little spicks. That could be it. Wouldn't be the first time. Because I heard my name on the Mo Show this morning. Let's hear it. Oh! And I even t- I took that one bit and I was going to play it and I put it away. <laughs> To show you how easy I am. Well, see, I don't want to like. Uh, I don't want to be the one who gets the blame. See, for like, uh, you follow what I'm saying? No, that's my job. Right, it's George's fault. So I don't want to play that. But at least not till uh, next week, or the week after, I guess. After I come back from vacation, he can handle it. He can handle it. He'll deal with it. We'll loosen him up a little bit, old Mo. You mark my words. Now, in your case, uh, forget about it. You're, you're Cornish Telfin. Join. Although I think maybe Mo will come up. He'd like to make an appearance with you, with you and Miguel tonight. Would be good. No, join George Saturday, 2 to 4 at Fort Lauderdale, Harley-Davidson, where the big sale's going on with free Harley rentals just for stopping in. 2 to 4 this Saturday, just south of Oakland Park Boulevard and Federal Highway. And forget the other freebie spots in there, P.D. Lenny. You're not getting them. You jackball, you, you silly person. I was talking about the Treasure Island appearance that uh, we totally forgot to tell you about today. Well, how many promos can I read on here, for Christ's sakes? First of all, that's 100? too much reading already that I do on a show, number one. And number two, uh, it's going to take up half the show, so send me a whole bunch of them. Okay. Five to seven, we'll give, uh, we'll give them a lap dance. We'll have somebody do that, obviously. I see. Or maybe Fatboy can do it. He likes our sales department a lot. Maybe Fatboy can give Moa. Now, that, that was low. That was a low blow, Moa. I take it back. Nobody wants to be that close to <coughs> Fatboy. In fact, nobody could get that close to Fatboy. Anyway, uh, Joe and Mark are waiting for you at Dunkin' Donuts. Now, do we hear from them when they go out on these kind of like marginal ones like this or not? Uh, sometimes we do, but today we did not. We did not hear. Maybe they're eating a lot of free donuts. Maybe they're eating those, uh, whatever those were, those short stacks. Oh, like those were the good old days, right? That was good stuff back before Defo pissed those guys off from um, from uh, Dunkin' Donuts. He used to bring us every Friday, Egg Friday morning, like clockwork, sausage and cheese, bacon and sausage and cheese it. melted on oh. there, and I had mine without the bagel, so I didn't have to have any carbohydrates, and it was delicious. And the cheese was just the right consistency, like stuck to your teeth. It was great. I bet you Robert remembers those Dunkin' Donuts mornings. Yes, I do. Now, do you know the real story? I see. I don't want to put you in the middle of anything because you're just there today, like uh, helping us out. But I mean, do you remember the real story of why they stopped showing up? No, it's just all of a sudden uh, Joe and Steve were just gone. Yeah. See, nobody really knows the real story, but the rumor around the building, because there are a few rumors around our building uh-huh. every now and then, was that the Defo did something to, like uh, piss them off. You know. Well, they were coming from Palm Beach, so, you know, that's a long way. Yeah, they were coming from a long ways away, but that wasn't the real reason, because they loved us. They loved the entire station. They loved everybody, even Geldy. 1026 at 560. Did I I, uh, mention the thing about uh, Geldy and the stink finger yet this morning or not? No. No. I'll save that for a couple weeks from now. 1026 at 560 WQM. Hey, if your hair has vanished, you can walk around looking like Bob Eisenberg or Sam Donaldson, either of the above, and people would laugh their ass off. They'd be falling on the floor, and you'd think they tripped and fell like Tabitha on Passions. But believe me, they didn't trip. They're just falling down from laughter because you look like a silly goose with those bad pieces on your head. If you want to look natural, then Charles Alfieri's natural hairline system is the only way to go. It provides sensational results for all you guys out there. At no price in the world can you get a better-looking head of hair. So if the big bald spot has done the evil number on your head, get the hair back from Chuck Alfieri, who's been doing it right for people like uh, like you and for multimillionaires, too, for over 25 years. The reason the rich people go to Charlie, too, is because no matter how much money they got, they can't get a better-looking head of hair nowhere. And if you mention Neil Rogers, when you call, Charlie will knock 200 bucks off the regular price as well. 
So what do you got to lose but that big, ugly, growing bald spot? Call today, toll-free, and they'll give you a free consultation and show you just how much better and younger Charlie can help you look. Call 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-2413, or log on to their website for more info. From Mark Light Stadium, coverage gets underway at 7 on Sports Radio 560. QAM. This is CBS. To have him make the hit, then run away. Someone threw that gun away. I'd like to hear what he has to say. I heard LAPD wants him in the hot seat. Bet like OJ, he'll repeat. I did no wrong. Hey, are you putting us on? Are you playing the con? Like Beretta did when the show was on. Hey, what do you know? Hey, come on. Did you pay to have her by the phone? Are you the innocent or the guilty one? 1031 at 560 WQM. We're having difficulty getting the last six of our list. we got to have 50 for today. We don't really have to have. We can close it out now. How about if we just take a few calls, huh? Okay. Just put them on hold, Robert. You don't even have to talk to them. Just put them on hold. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. There must be some obvious choices that we're missing out because we've got 44. We had 50 yesterday, of which we'll take the top 25. And then we're going to have another 50 today, hopefully, if uh, anybody comes through for us. And then we'll take the tw- top 25 from that. And then tomorrow we'll put on those uh, 50. And then we'll come up with our top 20 TV shows of all time. And then we won't do this again until the next time, until somebody uh, else does it. TV Guide, by the way, their uh, listeners, uh, their readers, whoever the hell they are, they still say Bonanza. Does anybody agree with that? No. I don't get that. I mean, Bonanza was a fine show. It was okay. But like we said yesterday, if you like Bonanza, what's wrong with the Waltons? What's wrong with Apple's Way? What's wrong with the other 80 million shows of the same genre, even though Michael, uh, what's his name, wasn't on them? Landon. Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke was a different, Gunsmoke was more like a shoot 'em up Bonanza wasn't as much of a shoot 'em up show, was it? They had some shoot 'em ups but no, it was more soap opera-y. Yeah. It was more uh, schmaltzy. WQAM, hello. Hey, is this me? Sounds just like you, yes, sir. Hey, what about Kung Fu? Yeah, I like Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. I, I love that show. The answer is no. How about Fung Yu, huh? I thought you were the one that always liked the chinks. Well, what does that have to do with it being one of the... Uh, that was the best show in the history of television. That's a candidate of for the best show not, on but TV. I think, it's a I think it's time to burn your TV, said George. And I'm starting to think that Mo may have a point. Kung Fu, my ass. I think maybe you're going to elope with... Uh, what's his name again? I can't... I can never pat uh, Marita. Is that his name? <laughs> he does karate, yes, but that's his name. Yeah. So anyway, we find out that Ralph Macchio got married when he was eight years old. Or the girl he married was like six years old, something like that. I don't believe that 26 crap. He wasn't 26 when he got married. He just, he gets on my nerves, that kid. He just bugs me a lot. In fact, that, talk about typecast. That's the only thing he should have ever been in was that kung fu crap with the Pat Morita. What was the name of that? The Karate Kid. Karate Kid. The Karate Kid Curry. And by the way, I think that Mike Disney's got a point about how, how old do you have to be before they stop calling you kid, you know? And does a 70 year old guy really know the taste of uh, young people who want to hear music? I don't think so. Maybe that's the problem down there at Power. Not that I want to rub salt in their wounds, but I guess I will anyway, being the prick that I am. Try to give you all that good music, uh, kid. Try to give you all that good music a year and a half ago, two years ago. You could have just pulled the cover right out under from those Cox people. You could have, like, uh, beaten them right to the punch. Did you do it? No. No, didn't do it. 
Wouldn't know a hit song if you stuffed it up his ass. Whatever happened to that little punky rock group they put together? Huh? Won't hear from them no more. Something real suspicious about that whole deal. But don't put it on uh, Napster, George, whatever you do. I won't. Put one on that's still on there. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Uh, I, I've been out of coffee last night. Did anyone ever say the outer limits? Because you had uh, Rod Sterling, you know, yesterday. But the outer yeah, limits. we had Twilight Zone. I think, I, didn't we put it on there, outer limits? No, no one mentioned Not on yesterday's yesterday. list. Yesterday was it. Well, it's on today. You, I just wrote it down. But all in the family is still number one, so it don't really matter. No, it matters just to fill out the list. We need we need some help. Thanks a lot, pal. We need your help, like Shula would say. A lot. Outer Limits, number 45. Now it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Now it's just five more, huh? Now it's down to only five. Ironside, 34. The Price is Right, 35. And again, these numbers just are in, in terms of filling out the list. West Wing, Smallville, the FBI, Superman, Streets of San Francisco, Wheel of Fortune, Family, The Untouchables, Meet the Press, and Outer Limits. Yeah, I thought of Meet the Press this morning, and then I thought, ah, you know, Lawrence Spivak, Tim Russert. Sometimes that show is in a bashing. Bill Monroe. I bet you I'm the only one who remembers Bill Monroe. Maybe Boca Brian because he remembers all those old turds that nobody else knows about. WQAM, hello. Money gone. Yeah, back to you. WQAM. Neil. Let's put that on the list. that guy, yeah. Yeah, let's put Marty Cohen on the list. Speak to me, sir. How are you, Bob? Great. Hey, do local shows count? Um, No, no. Local shows don't count. How about the, uh, whatever they call my show on there, on abortion? Kneel at night. Like I just said. Oh, brother, I was thinking about that a couple of days ago. I must have been in a really sour mood about that whammy thing and how they sandbagged me and about how bad that thing looked and the technical thing. You couldn't hear the audio. and It was it looked like it was produced in somebody's basement. It looked like that Mr. Ego show that they have there on that uh, local access channel on Sundays, like it shot through 14 sheets of linoleum like Donna Mills. I heard Mo talking about Donna Mills and Knott's Landing this morning. I always told you I like that, Mo. Oh! She's a Knott's Landing guy. And you were an L.A. law guy. I'm starting to move a little more toward Mo, a little more away from George. <laughs> See, that's the idea. Keep George on his toes all this year. Keep him, like, doing the green apple quick step. That'll teach him to knock up his wife. WQAM. How about Alf? See, there's the guy again that faxed me with Alf. The answer right. is still no. still no. No, he faxed yesterday with Alf. The answer is still no. And what was the other one they wanted? Oh, yeah, and the Henson uh, Muppets. No. The best show in the history of TV. That would be like if we put Kukla, Fran, and Ali on, which was suggested yesterday, and the answer was uh, no. No. No, thanks. WQAM. Hey. Yes, sir. Uh, how about mob, mob Squad? Mob Squad? Yeah. You mean Mod Squad? Mod Squad. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, George? But you you wouldn't know. First of all, you didn't like cop shows, and that's right. before your time anyway. So, yeah, exactly. Are we sure that it's not on there? It wasn't on yesterday's list. I don't know what if about it's on the, the TV uh, Guide list. I didn't, I didn't hear you say it when you were reading off their list. Well, I'm looking at it again right now, because the the last thing we want to do, it's bad enough we embarrass ourselves anyway by showing up every day, but the last thing I want to do is put something on here twice. Mod Squad is certainly not on. I I think it's okay. I think Mod Squad might get one or two vote. Huh? Sure, whatever. Maybe that's that's the missing link. I'm still pissed off about that Kung Fu thing. You can take your Kung Fu and stick it deep inside Uranus, okay? Kung Fu. Mod Squad, that's on at number 46, so we only got four to go. This See, I told you this would work. Because I want that thing up and running by 11 o'clock. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on Eric because he's got a lot of things here. And you'll have to fax him to him, uh, like, immediately. Did you fax him the other part yet or not? The other part? All, all, well, I mean, the first uh, 33, uh, four, three or no, four. No, I was going to do it all at once, although... All at once. I can. No, well, no, we're almost done now anyway. WQAM. 
Hello? Hello? Hi. Yes, sir. can't believe nobody has mentioned Monty Python Flying Circus. Yeah, that's a good one. Why the hell not? I mean, and uh, also, Faulty Towers, I guess, follow that as well. No, no, thank you. Quit while you're ahead. Boy, did he have his radio up, or was that my imagination? He was really low. We had to crank him up on this end. It was a oh. disaster. My... <laughs> Yeah, but he came up with a good show. I agree. Monty Python's Flying Circus. See, a lot of these, last time we did this, and it wasn't exactly the same way, thank God, but it wasn't that long ago. A few months ago, we did something like this. And uh, didn't we leave them off? Or no, that was for the best comedy show. Remember that? We did the best comedy right. show, and we left them off because we figured that it was, it was a, British. Um, a British thing. We weren't going to But it was on PBS, and what the hell? What's wrong with PBS? What about Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman? Huh? No. No. Uh, just a joke. Because this guy wanted faulty towers. No, I don't think so. But Monty Python was great. Thank you so much. So that's 47. We only have three to go. And we'll have those rounded out in like a couple of minutes. And then we can put it on there. And then you can vote to your heart's content. And it'll prove absolutely nothing. It'll prove what a great way to kill two days. Oh! Thanks a lot, Hank and Moe. Because if it wasn't for Hank and Moe, I never would have looked down the uh, TV Guide website. Because I didn't know about that TV show two nights ago. Did you? No, we nope. uh, nobody knew about it. So needless to say, I didn't see it. And even if I would have seen it, I wouldn't have watched it anyway if I'd have seen it. And I did miss Smallville last night because of the hockey game, but the good Aww. news is it's on It's on Global tonight. Just relax. I'll be watching it tonight, uh, 8 p.m. on Global. So calm down. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. actually had a good ending, I thought. I always thought that uh, Tom Welling has a good ending, a good end. Well, that show always has a good ending. It's not like a lot of movies that you watch. In fact, you know something? And Justice for All, which I told you yesterday I saw again. Yes. The ending for that is totally unsatisfactory. Not that there would be any satisfactory ending after that wild courtroom scene, but it, it's unacceptable. And he's just kind of like sitting there like all scrunched up, you know. And that was the one where he should have had an orange in his hand. <laughs> or, or at least, least in his tan- teeth. At least a tangerine. Yeah, that would have been good. Some orange peel in his mouth would have been good, yeah. 20 before 11 at 5, 6. And he could have started throwing the rest of those dishes that were left over from his bald-headed geek partner. 20 before the hour at 560 WQM. Of course, when you start throwing a lot of crap around, it makes your carpets a real mess. You know, there are a lot of people out there who, let's face it, they're slobs. But if you want to have your guests feel that you're like a real mensch, if you want them to think you really are a good housekeeper, then call Dry Concepts. They'll do the housekeeping for you, especially now when a lot of people are doing their spring cleaning up and trying to make their house look respectable after all those big holidays. The answer is Dry Concepts. They come into your home and they dry clean your carpets the same way a dry cleaner does to your clothing which sucks out even the deep-down dirt way in there in the fibers of your carpets, which makes them look just like brand spanking new, makes them smell lemony fresh and last a lot longer and stay cleaner longer, too. I've been using them for years, and I guarantee you, you'll thank me. You'll get down on your hands and knees and kiss my little toes. And my feet are lovely, by the way. You'll kiss my feet for a turn you on to dry concepts because they're the best in the business. Don't be fooled by those five ninety nine specials that leave your carpet soaked for days on end because when dry concepts does the work, they give you a written guaranteed price up front. No scams, no tack-ons, no bait and swish, and your carpets are drying just a couple hours after you finish the job. You're ready to rock and roll in no time at all. So treat yourself and your carpets to a spring cleaning today in Broward County called Dry Concepts at 954-370-7778. 954-370-7778. In Dayton, Palm Beach, call them toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. Clean today. You can entertain tonight. It's like they're my National League team now. Weeknights at 10 on Sports Radio 560. QAM. Hey. It's Howard. Howard David. Rosie's girlfriend's gonna have a baby. All right. They've got more kids than a Chuck E. Cheese. The daughter could be Tom Cruise or maybe. 
mine was down Eloise Just like Melissa and Julie I think we can all agree It would be disgusting truly If the father was David Crosby I guess we'll be left to wonder Who got hired for the job was for Kelly laying under Someone famous or an obscure total slob Have you heard Rosie's girlfriend's gonna have a baby Squirt, squirt The couple just got their sonogram It may grow into a pretty lady But for now it still looks just like a can't Forty-seven at five sixty. Disgusting thought, by the way. Nauseating. Anyway, join George, Miguel, and Boca Brian. It was George who was babbling over the spot there, and I was trying to, you know, it was the wrong spot him. again. I, we can't. I can't help it if they keep running the wrong spot for Treasure Island. It's probably Fat Boy's fault. Anyway, join all of these people five to seven today at Treasure Island, just north of the hundred twenty-second Street exit, right off the Palmetto. They'll have a crappy uh, bunch of prizes, but adult star Elizabeth Hilden will be performing. And she'll be popping all kinds of stuff out of her Rectum. and other orifices as well. Ping pong balls, volleyballs. <laughs> I don't think that's her act. She's watermelons. beautiful, by the way. I'm looking well, whatever she's going right to be doing there. I'm just she's trying to spice it up a little for you, okay? really naked. That's 5 to 7 today. George Miguel Boca Bright at Treasure Island. And Fat Boy will be there, too, <laughs> looking for a hand job or a handout, something. Speaking of that, Cy and Margate with the caustic facts here, which I'm not really sure I understand. Earlier in the show, it says you were making fun of overweight women sitting around and watching Oprah. It says, well, do you know the difference between overweight women sitting around watching Oprah and an overweight radio talk show queen about four inches? Huh? Yeah, that's what my thoughts. In other words, the overweight women who are sitting around watching Oprah, I guess they have a penis. So, uh, you know, my penis envy kicks in. Cy, get a life, okay, sweetheart? Always liked your restaurant, though. Somebody suggests Land of the Giants. <laughs> For our listener, I say no. You know, this fax, I think we had this once before, but now the timing is great. Hot Air on Wall Street by the, from the Tom Paine website. I think I'm going to read this. It's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time. A lot of that ponderous reading, but it's right on target. And you know the thing that amazes me? Sorry. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was watching Maria there hyperventilating. Well, it's uh, very moderate, uh, uh, very moderate uh, trading and a very moderate number of shares. Yeah, up, up your ass, bitch. By the way, the Dow's, the Nasdaq's only down one point. I think it's going to turn around and go up today. And the Dow's oh, down please. 52. Yeah, oh please is right. Oh, what are you oh pleasing about? Okay, I got two your bucks eighty-two in there. cents you lost in that cr- those crappy little uh, penny stocks you bought. Right, every little you bit know, helps. I think the audience should know this: that during the time when I was really like losing my ass, thanks to Mitch Hirsch, and when the, uh, everything was taking a humongous tumble, and I was in there like kind of helpless and wondering what the hell was going on. Every morning, this little pudwhacker would come in there and go on my website on my computer, paid for with my own money, and look up his little uh, chart on there, his own little portfolio. Oh, gee, I made 82 cents on this one, and I'm sitting there. Oh, I lost 85,000 yesterday, and the market's not, you know, all that crap. Everything is relative, I understand. Right. Those so 82 get, cents get are the money from your relatives me. and uh, get out of my face. So anyway, George and uh, Miguel and all those people are going to be at Treasure Island. I got I got so many goddamn promos here. Uh, you know, I've got a very limited amount of room. You'd be impressed with what this studio looks like. It's a beautiful thing. And new fax machines coming, by the way, after uh, Memorial Day. Oh! How do you like that? Clarence uh, gave me a little input on that. You know, Clarence is doing a pretty good job. Yes, he is. In fact, no, Clarence is doing an outstanding job. I just want to say that. I don't want to get Muff all bent out of shape because he's on a well-deserved vacation. But the fact of the matter is, if he doesn't hurry up and come back. You know, it's like kind of like uh, that Lou Gehrig thing, you know? 
Hey, Wally, yeah, loan me your glove. Yeah, hey, Wally, loan me your glove. And then, of course, we never saw Wally anymore, and now it's uh, Lou Gehrig for the next 85,000 games. I just mentioned that in passing. I don't want to get anybody, like, nervous. So let's see. We're up to number 40, 47, which was Monty Python's Flying Circus. We only need three more to fill out the list. Let's do it fast. QAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Did, didn't Richard Simmons have a TV show? Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you liked it. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yo, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Okay. What about uh, Renton Tin, K-9 Cop? Mm. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, Neil. Time Tunnel. Time Tunnel. Some other people suggested that, too. And you know what? The answer is still... Uh, no! Very mediocre show. I mean, would you put that on there? No, I would not. Oh. You know what I'm going to put on there, which somebody suggested the other day, which won't get a lot of votes because it never does, but I'll put on it. Number 48, The Prisoner. Okay. No, that deserves so, it. I mean, it's sure no time tunnel, but The Prisoner is sure a lot better than, mo than many, many of the shows on this uh, TV guide list. Oh, some of the shows on there are enough to make you scream. Dick Van Dyke Show, Nightline, The Today Show, American Family, which nobody. We have surveyed the entire country, also here in Canada, north of the border, and there isn't anybody who knows what American Family is or was or wants to be. We have no idea what the hell it is. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Do you have Miami Vice on there? Yes, we do. How did do that make out, by the way? 30 votes wait, wait, today. Do you have how many votes? 30. 30, it did very well. Go ahead. Uh, how about Hawaii 5-0? Yes. Yeah, it's on yes, there. It's on there? Yes, sir. Well, have a great day. And, thank, and you, too. Thanks for two good choices, but they're both on there. How did Hawaii 5-0 oh. do? It got nine. It only got nine. Well, I'll be damned. Yes. I know Robert was going to be working today. It only got nine. But it still made the cut, though, didn't it? Yes, it did. Good. Good for them, because that's a great show. So let's see. The Prisoner's number 48. We need just two more. Come on, let's get with it here. We've only got uh, another couple of minutes, and then he's got to fax the list to Eric, and we got to have this thing up there by 11 o'clock, of which now there's no chance. You watch. You'd be a... Well, between his 14 lunches and now the fact that it's almost 11 already. It takes a little while to get these real long ones on there. WQAM. Matlock. Matlock. I don't get a lot of votes in South Florida. Yes. How could we have forgotten Matlock? You say no? No, I said yes. Matlock. How could we have left that off? Boy, all the people in Cemetery Village and Winmore just jumped up. Well, they didn't jump up. They, like, crawled off the sofa and uh, crushed their way over to the computer so they can get ready to vote. Matlock, very big in Cemetery Village in Palm Air, and Win uh, what's the other one? Winmore. And probably also at the Sterling uh, Hills, at Carriage Hills there. Sterling Hills. Sorry, Ma. WQAM. Yes, sir, we need one more. What is it? Could you understand what he was saying? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we forgot to put that one on there. WQAM. Hey, Neil, I got two of them for you from PBS, uh, Doctor Who, and Are You Being yeah. Served? Uh, Doctor Who and Are You Being Served? No. We need one more. It'll be number 50. It'll round out.